Hey everyone, welcome to My Bible Works. I'm your host, Cub Cooker. Super excited to be here today. We have an incredible episode. You don't want to miss this. We're going to talk about vibrations today, how they're actually biblical. This is going to blow your mind. I can almost guarantee you, you haven't heard this correlation biblically before, and I'm going to explain why and how you can use it in your life today. Let's roll the intro. Welcome to My Bible Works. In this tribe, we believe in exploring the Word of God as divine expression. We believe the way of Yeshua embodying the fullness of Yahweh. In gratitude of the love we are given, we focus on things above. We read scripture as treasure, both ancient and mystic. Join me and let's explore the deeper meaning of scripture hidden in plain sight. And consider subscribing for more. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to get into vibrations and how they are actually biblical. Now, this is some discussion that you probably haven't heard before, and we're going to reference some pop culture things that you have heard before. I want to explain the difference between mysticism that is biblical and mysticism that is worldly. There is a major difference, and oftentimes we avoid mysticism biblically because we're afraid to dip over into the worldly pool, which I completely understand. And that's one of the missions behind this ministry here at MyBible.Works is to read the Bible with power again, to look at what it actually says, to look at what the translations mean, and to actually decode the truth hidden in plain sight. That is one of the missions here at mybible.works. I'm the founder of it, Cub Cooker. I'm not a pastor or a scholar or anything like that. I'm just a guy that loves the Bible. Uh, I'm just here to mentor others and myself as we just walk through this hand in hand as a community together. So without further ado, let's jump into our talk about vibrations today. We're going to first look at uh, our New Age to Jesus series here. We've done astrology versus astronomy. We've done vibes and now we're on vibrations. Then we're going to hit on numerology versus gematria, psychics versus prophets, angelology versus messengers and religion versus spirituality. So if you like that kind of thing, you're in the right place. We appreciate you being here. Uh, one of the best ways you can support this ministry is just to hit subscribe and leave a comment with what you think about this episode. That really helps us grow and keep this ministry alive. So diving into the time of meditation today as we do every day, we meditate on scriptures and quotes to help reprogram our spirituality where we can connect with God deeper and serve him at a higher level on this planet. The first quote from today is from Nikola Tesla. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Now, I believe Nikola Tesla was highly gifted from God. I believe that he was shown things that others were not. I believe he had a, a grasp on reality in a way that uh, we don't today, in a way that we don't really understand what it looks like to read reality through the eyes that he did. And if you study his work, you, you start to see all these incredible correlations between things and how they actually fit together with a biblical narrative. And so I absolutely love studying him, going deeper on what he said, and um, trying to learn a little bit more about the universe that God created uh, through some of his quotes 
and papers and whatnot. So uh, highly recommend getting into that if you're more interested in the metaphysics of how life itself works and how God created us to be with him. Romans 10.9 in the Complete Jewish Bible. If you acknowledge publicly with your mouth that Yeshua is Lord and trust in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be delivered. Now we're going to see a very unique thing happen today. As we go through the scriptures, we're going to see the word mouth and voice and sound. And today's discussion on vibration, we're going to have several more episodes on vibration, but today's discussion on it is going to focus around the mouth, around the words, around the spoken word, around us as the image of God. Matthew 15, 11, it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a person. Now, this verse was dealing with dietary law and what, what was safe or righteous to eat or not eat. And so that's what was being discussed during this verse. But we can also look at the other side of the coin here and decipher from this that if it can defile a person what you say, then it can also bless a person. It can also create a beautiful reality with what we say. So I want to look more at the mouth. Let's look at when uh, God speaks and we're created in his image. So when we speak, it has power as well. Obviously not on the scale that God has. He created the heavens and the universe and the earth and all of us and all the things on it. But let's look at what we can do and how we can decode and rethink the power of our mouth, the words that come out of our mouth. Stoma, the mouth. This is a noun. We're going to look at the strongs again. Phonetic spelling is stoma. Stoma. This is the mouth. Speech. Eloquence in speech. The point of a sword. Now I want you to hold that image in your mind. The point of a sword. You know in the Bible it says that God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. We know from looking at God's word that that is talking about his logos, his divine expression. Uh, and that that logos is manifest with the voice of God. We hear that over and over. Looking at this verse, Job 37.5, God thunders wondrously with his voice. He does great things that we cannot comprehend. God thunders wonderfully with his voice, with the point of his sword. The Bible also says that the word of God, the logos of God, sharper than any two-edged sword, can divide bone from marrow and soul from spirit. We often forget when we read the Bible that we are dealing with a mystical document. Judaism is by definition an Eastern or Middle Eastern religion. Christianity stems from that. Here in the United States, we have Americanized every version of Christianity, making it akin to the Happy Meal of religion. This is a very dangerous thing. I was raised 
by a lot of religious institutions and programs that Christianity is not mystical and that we are not to look into those things because they are dangerous, they are of the enemy, and we have to trust in God and Jesus. And while that is true, there is a side of the Bible that is fully spiritual and fully mystical. And if we do not read it with those eyes and look at biblical spirituality and mysticism, then we are missing half or more than half of the point of the gospel. So getting back into scripture, thunders with his voice. Thunders is to tumble, be violently agitated, to crash, to irritate. Guys, the voice of God has this power and so does our voice to tumble, violently agitate, to crash, to irritate. The voice is a sound, a sound. We know that our words can hurt, and you've all heard the sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt them. This is what is programmed into us by the world, by the institutions of the world, that, hey, words don't hurt, but sticks and stones will. What the Bible teaches is that our words define our reality. They create blessings. They create healing. They create prayer. They create communion with God. And on the other side of that, they can also defile us. Romans 1.20 For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that he ha- that have been made, so they are without excuse. This is talking about a people that didn't really want to ascribe the power of God's creation, the power and the signature that he's put in everything. We hear about creation all through the Bible. We know from Genesis that we are to subdue the creatures of the earth, that they are under our control. Yet, Do we ever really believe it? And I included this beautiful fractal as we zoom in in the background. If you guys are watching on YouTube, if you're listening, this is one of those fractals that zooms in and keeps going and going and going. And this is looking at, uh, I think, a piece of bark or something like that. It's like a, a 3D animated. But it's that divine signature that is in everything. We are without excuse if we choose not to see this mystical, spiritual, and divine signature in, on, around, and through all things that God created from the beginning of time. God is a creator. He is the I Am, Yahweh, the one above all. The God before all other gods. Getting back to the scripture, Psalm 33, 6, by the word of the Lord, by the logos of Yahweh, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their host. The word, the logos, the divine expression, the breath, the spirit, the wind, he spoke into existence In a flash, a moment of light, 
a reaction that he started and created all things. We cannot understand God or believe in God if we don't believe in his divine power of creation. And we cannot understand our relationship to him if we do not understand our divine beingness, our in his image, our created from the uncreated. Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word or the logos of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. What is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Hmm, where have we heard that before? In modern science. Nikola Tesla if you want to understand the universe, you must think in terms of vibrations, frequencies, energies. And yet this thousands of years old document is telling us the same thing. So why do we skip over this in Sunday school? Why do we skip over this in the sermons at church? Why do we skip over this in our Bible study groups and strip every bit of mysticism and spirituality out of the divine code and the energies that God created all of us out of? Because, remember from the verse before, we're without excuse. Now there's this really uh, cool pseudo-scientist, they call him. Um, Amoto, I believe is his last name. Uh, I'm not an expert on this, but I wanted to share this because I think it's really, really cool to understand what we're talking about here. He took water in a bunch of different jars and uh, separated them and then, and then spoke different things to them. Uh, he did things like prayers. He did, uh, I love you. He did, uh, I, I don't love you and I hate you and honesty and dishonesty and all kinds of different uh, affirmations towards the water. If you'll notice, eternity is beautiful. Honest is beautiful. Respect is beautiful. Love and gratitude is beautiful. This is looking under a microscope after he flash froze them, after submitting them to uh, rigorous you know, enchantments or chant chanting on them, love and gratitude. Stupid came up as this. This is what the fractals, the frozen attributes of this water. Guys, we are water. We are created out of the same stuff. This energy and, and this manifestation of the energy looks like water. I cannot versus I can. So you hear all this stuff about manifesting. You hear all this stuff that like the hippies talk about, about, um, you know, designing your reality in your life. And then you look at the Bible and you actually look at what it says and you go, wait a minute, uh, is that really real? Like, am I reading this wrong? And the more you dig into it, guys, the more you go down this rabbit hole, you can't unsee it. And so that's why I'm here to bring this conversation back into the biblical circle so that we can rise up and actually serve God on a level that he desires us to commune with him on. It's hard to commune with God when we just feel like we are these three-dimensional beings praying in these bodies that are just, you know, decaying and we're trying to connect with some divine ruler up in the clouds. And I say that and it sounds goofy, but most of you I'm willing to bet probably smirked a little and thought, yeah, I've had a prayer like that recently because I know I have too. 
But when we pray, I did a whole series on how to pray like Jesus. When we pray as multidimensional beings, as the energy and the signature and the logos that God created us out of, then it changes everything. Now, I want to share this verse, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Think about the water crystals you saw. I'm going to do an entire episode tomorrow on water and the importance of water and vibration in this grand scheme of things. So I'm going to look at this verse, Colossians 3, 12 through 15 in the complete Jewish Bible. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with feelings of compassion and with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another. If anyone has a complaint against someone else, forgive him. Indeed, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must forgive. Above all these, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together perfectly. And let the shalom, which comes from the Messiah, be your heart's decision maker. For this is why you were called to be part of a single body. One of the things that these experiments with the water crystals showed us is how everything is tied together. Everything affects everything else. And if we are to be creators like our Father, then we have to wield this power of creative expression to be able to express that divine interaction with God. To be able to express that logos through our voice, through our affirmations, through our prayers for others, through love which binds all things together. And I want you to think about that. Next time you, sh- you share an angry word with anyone, next time you do anything outside the law and the vibration of love, because that is what Yeshua, Jesus Christ himself, came to set us free into. He was the perfect embodiment of his father, of Yahweh. He embodied everything, love. And he came and died to set us free so that our old ways can die, our old vibrations, our old thoughts, our old voice can die, and that he can raise in us. And that we can be transformed by that very Logos of God again. So, the point of today, the hippies were right, guys. It's all about vibrations, man. This is from a paper called The Hippies Were Right. It's all about vibrations, man. A new theory of consciousness. It's all about vibrations, but it's also about the type of vibrations and most importantly about shared vibrations. This is from scientificamerican.com. And what did I just say a minute ago about being called to one body? Shared vibrations. It's about types of vibrations. What are we supposed to do? Forgive, move away from those feelings of anger, to put on those feelings of love and unity and righteousness and rightness with God. And I put this this video of, of a couple of these girls playing. This is called a hang drum. And I actually have a brand new channel that's about to launch at the beginning of September that shows these drums being used every single day. And in fact, I bought one. Uh, I bought a tongue drum, which is very similar to this. And then I've got one of these that I'm about to order soon. 
And I'm going to be playing this instrument every single day on a brand new channel that's devoted only to music and vibrations and praise to Yahweh. This makes one of the most beautiful sounds you've ever heard. It's tuned to different tunings and uh, highly recommend checking that out. I will link the new channel below so you guys can go subscribe to it even before there's content on it. But guys, I just want you to realize that you are energy. You are divine energy. You are created out of the logos of Yahweh. You are his children. Christ or Yeshua came to die to set us free from ourselves, from our sin. Sin is the lowest vibration. Sin is something that separates us from God. It keeps us on a different plane of existence. And we hear so many sermons about sin and it often makes us feel guilty when we're told to put on different feelings and guilt is not in those feelings. Think about the water molecules in your body. Think about your cells. Think about the fact that your energy, what is that energy projecting into? I encourage you today to project back into the father. Thank you guys so much for watching. Be sure and jump over to mybible.works. Make a free account. Grab yourself a seat with our free fireside chat over there. This is just an awesome community. It's a grassroots growing community where we can have open, candid conversations about the Bible and about scripture, share ideas, share revelations with each other, and actually be the church, guys. We're the church. I'm the church. You are the church. We are the church together. That's an old hymn, a Methodist hymn from my background from growing up in Methodism. Uh, that's, that's one of the things that drives how I structure this channel is um, I love the methods, those the callbacks, the things that we do and say to remind us of who we are, to speak truth and light and love into the world. And I absolutely love that, guys. So go research Nikola Tesla. Go look at uh, more of the Emoto's uh, experiments. And be beautiful, guys. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. If you'll notice, uh, we've got the studio kind of reworked here and set up. Um, my board, where is it? Back here. Uh, I'm working on designing some uh, sustainable living community, which is one of my visions for the future. Uh, so I'm working on that. Um, it's going to be really unique here with like fire pit in the middle. These are all greenhouses on the front of the house. And then the back of the house is traditional with the very back of the house being buried in dirt and being uh, more of a an earth ship style. So I'll share more of that on here with uh, we'll do like a whole series on that. Um, so anyway, love you guys. Thanks for joining. I hope this like helped raise your vibration. Next time you hear someone say that, understand that they might be saying that from a place of mysticism or ignorance of what God's scriptures and the word, the logos of God really says about us, but it doesn't mean it's not true. So just remember that next time that, you know, the truth, I know the truth, um, and we can practice it in truth. Because truth practiced outside of truth doesn't do anything for us. Or it just breeds and invites the wrong things into our life. So always practice truth in truth. That's why I go to the Bible every single day as we discuss these and other high-level concepts. I love you guys. Have a beautiful day and peace. Hey, My Bible Works Tribe, I hope you enjoyed that video. If you did, be sure and give it a big thumbs up and leave a comment down below with what you thought of it. 
Also, if you want to join us in a virtual campfire chat, jump on over to mybible.works. It's completely free, and you can join a safe and open Bible study discussion with our global community.